unlocking your unlimited potential is the ability to pivot on demand to continue moving forward. Every step in the right direction is a step, no matter if it's a baby step or not, keep moving forward. Well, most of us will go through life never tapping into those gifts and talents that lie dormant within. So helping that youngster to find what's there as opposed to envying and being jealous of all the other people who have accomplished their own goals. You've got your own stuff within you. You just got to tap into it. Consistent creation comes confidence and confidence. We think we know our students' potential. We don't. We think we know our own potential. We don't. We only reach our limits when we stop trying. So keep trying. Allowing others to see in them what you see in them. Helping them to see in them what you see. And, and to, you know, helping them believe in the greatness that they are, that you see and experience every day. Giving somebody a chance and being there support them through it. It means your potential is unlimited. I mean, focus on that. It is an infinite pro process. It's an infinite progress. You're constantly taking steps to improve. Don't ever chase, got it. Don't ever chase that moment. Don't ever chase it, whatever that is, unless it is constant progress. So focus on the unlimited portion of this. That you don't chase somebody else. Don't chase an arbitrary moment in time, a momentary accomplishment, a certificate, a label, a title. Just keep getting better every day. If we're doing that work, or somebody else is doing that work on us, and at this point, I think the children does that work on each one of the staff and each one of the people that get involved in Casa Hogar, they get unlocked their, their potential by the children. So once you get involved with children, working with children, it's not what you do with them, it's, it's how the children impact in your life to unlock that, that unlimited potential that you have, and then they're gonna see the benefits from it. Unlocking unlimited potential means empowering others to take the risks they need to to become exactly who they can be. Help that kid find what they're truly passionate about and what keeps them up at night working and what wakes them up early and what gives them that sense of wow. And I want them to find what they're good at to really identify their strengths. You know, that's the thing because of school and because of the model that we use for school where we're really focused a lot on weaknesses and trying to level up those weaknesses. I, for me, brother, I just want that kid to identify what they're passionate about and what their strength is. And then getting clear about how we can help that kid use that potential and use that strength to go out into the world and make a difference in the lives of other people. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I'm very excited to be here with you all today. We have an amazing person that I have been trying to track down for a little bit now, and we were just talking on the pre-show how we came across each other through the, the social media space of the world in which we live. And Zach Bowermaster out of Pennsylvania, principal and author, super excited to be here with you, my brother. How you doing? Brandon Beck, great to be here with you today. It's awesome. It's been quite a week, and I look forward to talking about it a little bit. But uh, very excited to be here. As I watched that intro video, you've had some awesome guests on here that have uh, played a vital role in my life and provided a lot of encouragement to me and helped uh, unlock that unlimited potential of me as well. So I'm excited to be here. 
No, I appreciate it. It's so funny. We were just chatting on how funny social media is and how every once in a while you come across people and it's almost like it's almost like the stars align, right? It's so funny because I feel like social media knows me and it connects me with people out there, like-minded individuals or people that kind of push my thinking a little bit further. And we just talked a little bit about coming across you and how it's just been so great to to connect with people like you and, and to be able to see your journey just in the last few months has really taken off into a different direction, going from principal to author. And we're going to dive into that a little bit later, but Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your journey into education and how you ended up in the place where you are today. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, growing up, I, I'm from Southern Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, Quarryville. And I, I loved sports. I was always in athletics. I just loved school. And I always wanted to be around the school. I love that idea of team and, and people working together for a common vision. So I, I went to college and I got my degree in teaching and I started out as a ninth grade social studies teacher. So I taught high school for three years and I was, I was coaching basketball, I was coaching football, a whole bunch of different extracurriculars there. And then for five years, I was a seventh grade social studies teacher at the middle school level. So I love that I was able to see that, that, time, that time at the high school, I was able to really see that culture, that environment. And then at the middle school as well. So I was there for five years. The middle school is really an area where I was the youngest on my team, the seventh grade team. And there was a teacher there, Mrs. Batiste, and she was the team leader and she was retiring. And I was the youngest one. The principal came up to me, Mr. Gladfelder, and he's like, you're going to be the team leader next year. And I was like, no way. I'm the youngest on the team here. I don't want to be the team leader. I didn't even I didn't even like when I was in charge of collecting yearbook money at that time. I felt stressed out over that. But he said, you're going to be you're going to be the team leader. And that was really an area where I started to, you know, stretch outside of my comfort zone a little bit because I had went to school in Solanco. I had taught in Solanco. And, and now this, there was this opportunity to really step outside of my comfort zone and, and be in more of a leadership role there. So I, I was the team leader there in seventh grade. And during that time, I really got, you know, I was really encouraged by that time. So I went back. During that time, I pursued my master's in educational technology, and then I got my administrative cert. So then I got a high school administrative job as an assistant principal at Mannheim Central High School, and it was a hybrid role where I was the assistant principal, but I was also the administrator of online learning K-12, to which was a really neat district role. And what's unique about the, when I talk about comfort zone, and this isn't a big jump, but that was outside the district. I had always been in Solanco. I was a student there. I was teaching there. And I thought that's where I was going to always be. We used to have a tunnel that would come into Quarryville. And, and when I was a kid, when my mom said it was time to go somewhere, I would always ask, is it outside the tunnel? And if it was outside the tunnel, I would throw a fit because I loved my comfort zone. I loved being right in Quarryville. So here was that first opportunity to stretch out of my comfort zone. Even though it's in the same county, it was about 50 minutes north. So I was an assistant principal there and had a great time learning and growing in that role. But then I, then I almost got obsessed with getting outside the comfort zone because then an assistant principal role op opened up in the district at the elementary level. And I was like, I, I want to learn about elementary now. I've seen high school. I've experienced middle school. I've had this K to 12 role. I would love to get into elementary school. Um, so I, I earned that role and I served a year as an assistant principal there at the elementary level. And then last summer, I was hired as principal at Kissel Hill Elementary. So I'm the proud principal now at Kissel Hill Elementary. 
and um, just a great opportunity of gradually growing and stepping outside of the comfort zone. So that's a little bit about the educational side and where and how I am where I am today. That's awesome. And I obviously know you're the personal side of it. You're a father. You have a few kids, right, as well? Yep, yep that's correct. So married to my high school sweetheart, Carly. I have three kids, Olivia, who's 10, Elliot, and she is seven, and Isaac is five. So nice. uh, um, I'm a big believer in leading my family first and foremost. And, and my wife is just a huge support and encouragement to me. Um, and in my book, I talk a lot about humble confidence, and, and she does a great job of boosting my confidence, but also keeping me humble. <laughs> yeah, no, that's important, right? Yeah. Confidence does not come out, come without yeah. that, that being humble, right? Yeah. It's important to not only remind yourself, but also remind others, because even our youngest generation, and you know, as a elementary principal, and, you know, sometimes kids can get overly confident and not hold on to what it means to be humble. So yeah, that's a whole exactly, nother right? conversation, but I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit yeah. further. But let's talk about your book. So you went from classroom to school leader to, you know, all of the great things that you're doing. And then you went on the road and said, hey, I'm going to put this in a book. And your book has a little bit of a a different twist. I was telling you earlier on the pre-show that I had a conversation with with Jeff Azul the other day. And he was telling me, he said, yeah, this book is coming out from Zach. It's a different kind of book. And I was like, well, I can't wait to dive into a different kind of book. That sounds awesome. So talk a little bit about the book, wherever you want to start your story yeah. in, in that in that part of it. I'll go back a little bit. And this really ties in the comfort zones. When I, when I was graduating with my doctorate last summer, we got an email about speaking, being the speaker at the School of Education ceremony. And right when I got it, I deleted it, just like I always do. And that night I woke up and I was like, I thought to myself, why not me? Like, I always just delete these emails. Someone's going to speak there. Why not me? So the next day I went and I I was like, I'm going to go through this application. So I reached out to references. I spent time writing, I think, like a three to five page essay on on why I'd like to speak and the message I would share. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there. I've never really put myself out there. So I did that and I, I spent a few days waiting and I got an email back that I wasn't asked to be the one to speak. And it was a no. But that that moment was really a time of encouragement for me. As I see these opportunities, I thought sort of, why not me? And, and I think part of that comes into, as you gain confidence, as you learn and as you grow, you start to become more rooted in your why and your purpose and you gain that confidence. So then fast forward a few months later, I see an email from PA, um, PA administrators looking for articles for a magazine. And I was like, I love writing. I journal. I, I've been journaling since probably about 2015, 2016. So I started to just write an article and I submitted it and it got accepted for the PA Leadership Magazine. And then they also sent out an opportunity to speak at the PA Leadership Summit, which is coming up in August. So you had to submit a proposal. And I was like, why not me? So I went, went ahead and submitted a proposal and that got accepted. So I've really had those opportunities of encouragement. And that's what I really want to talk to people about, too, is stepping out of your comfort zone. This isn't all comfortable to me, but so it's stepping outside the comfort zone. But when I'm stepping outside the comfort zone, all these wonderful opportunities are out there. People that I'm meeting and and sharing my message and hearing some of the encouragement that comes along with it. 
So yeah, I, was, I think that's I think that's really important. The why not me piece, right? Mm-hmm. And I think as you're going into your story and as you continue to tell it, I think I think it's important to just kind of pause in a minute in what you're saying. And and it I want to remind people out there that I don't, not only are you doing this for yourself, and if anybody follows you on socials or anything like that, they can see that you're doing it for your students. So I think it's important to to walk your talk, take those risks, yeah. get out of your comfort zone, and be able to kind of you know, I had, it's so funny. I had, um, Baruti Kefele on the, yeah. on this show earlier. And he was saying, he, he said to me, he's like, he's like, Brandon, he's like, you know, we got to get uncomfortable being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just, it was kind of like such a simple statement, but it goes into what you're saying. So yeah. you kind of went into this place where you just kind of kept throwing yourself out there. And what I love about your story so far, everybody remember this, you've been told no, you've yeah. been shut down. You've been, mm-hmm. that's the thing that so many people never see on the surface for all these great people that are out there doing amazing things in education yeah. is nobody really seeing you experience mm-hmm. the no's until you tell us, until mm-hmm. you share that. So I appreciate you sharing that. And how did those no's lead you to where you're where you were going with with the work going from the speaking getting those opportunities to speak to saying hey i want to take this one step further yeah so i started like taking my taking my journal and i just started i just got this idea for a book and i didn't know what the title would be at the time but i knew i wanted it like i think about what i like as a reader i like it to be short and succinct get those main points fairly quickly um like i I love John Gordon books. John does an awesome job of being succinct, gets his point across. It's not a really long read, but it, you, you go away from it very encouraged. So I started to, to write. So I had this journal. And then in January, I actually got foot surgery. And, and I was out at work just for a, a few days, like an extended weekend. And I went through this time where my mind was just flooded and, and words were going down so clear on paper. And it was just a really encouraging time. I, I was up early and my mind was so clear. I'd look back at those things later in the day and I was like, wow, like uh, it, it just even surprised me what I was writing. So I went through this phase where I was just really writing in January and, and I ended up putting together this 40 day devotional. And what it was re- what it's really about is recognizing that we need to be humble enough that we can do nothing apart from God, but confident enough to know we can do anything within him. And it's really I was able to reflect through this journey. You hear personal stories from me, struggles. You hear mentors, stories of mentors reaching out to me and encouraging me. You hear quotes from books, from different songs and podcasts. And it all came together about the people that were unlocking my unlimited potential as I'm writing this book. So they often say, as you're writing a book, you're often writing it for yourself too, because it's something that's just on your heart. So I started to do that. And then I started to reach out to people, just learn more about this. Like I was writing a book, but I didn't know much about the book writing process. I have this book here. Now, what do I do? So I started to reach out to people. One of the first people I reached out to was Peter Greer. He's the author of a new book, The Gift of Disillusionment. And he's the president and CEO of Hope International, a nonprofit. And he just really guided me on different ways about literary agents, publishers, self-publishing or having a publisher. We just had a great conversation. So I started to reach out to some Christian book publishers and literary agents. So I, and all I heard back was crickets. So, so there you go with that idea of no, again, those are, were the silent no's. And I, I wasn't hearing anything. 
And then I, I posted like a, a preface to this book, this idea that I had on social media, and it, it got a pretty good response. And so before I know it, um, I, was, I was messaging with Jonathan Alsheimer, and he, he was like, hey, this is great. And I was, I was asking him for some piece of advice, and he connected um, me with Jimmy. So within a matter of days then, I'm sitting in a meeting with Jimmy Casas and Jeff Zuhl, talking about my vision and talking about this book. And it, it was just an unbelievable experience as you go through just getting down these thoughts, trying to reach out to some Christian book publishers and you're not getting a hold of it. And then being able to share this vision with, with Jimmy and Jeff. Um, so that that's the stage there as we set up as before the book comes out. Yeah. Two incredible authors yeah and three actually i can't forget jonathan alshimer as well yeah. just an amazing yeah. speaker an amazing person all three of those people have been on this show and i so it, that's it's kind of like what you were just saying like to me this show became an opportunity to reach out to those people not only share their story but also learn from them right yeah. to 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 sit there and say hey i don't have all the answers yeah. and that was kind of the prem the, the premise behind this whole show is I kept running into people in my experience, in my coaching journey, um, you know, with educators that I was working with and people's names would pop up and people always trying to want to, you know, get to that next level. And and we're always wondering how people do it, you yeah. know, and, and you're talking about John Gordon. John Gordon's yeah. a, an amazing yeah. person. I also think, you know, when I when I work, do my work, I use a lot of Tony Robbins. I use Jack mm -hmm. Canfield, Bob Proctor, mm -hmm. Les Brown, mm -hmm. uh, Rachel Hollis, Brene Brown, you know, so many people that are out there that are not just education authors, that your normal, typical mm -hmm. people that you would read in a textbook for school. But these are people that are out there doing education, personal development education. And what are we doing as as teachers? We're developing humans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I love the fact that you tied in this this faith based piece. And I'd love to kind of dig a little bit more into that and just ask you, what was where does that come from for you? How come you decided to? To, to connect everything to that place? Is there a story in there or is there, you know, is it, was it your life growing up was, was that yeah. was through a, you know, a faith-based organization or yeah. I have no idea. I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah. No, great question. And I'm honored to be able to share. So I I've grown up in a wonderful home and I, and I'm proud to say there hasn't been a day that I haven't known Jesus. And my parents have just been tremendous in my life, the family, that I've been surrounded with. Um, but I will say, and this goes back a little bit. So that time period when I said I was going through a like um, stretching outside my comfort zone, 2015, 2016, I'd always really gone through the motions of life. Like things, graduated high school, I went to college, I played college basketball, I, I married my high school sweetheart, we had kids and everything was going as planned. However, during that year that I talked about, I started to feel off a little bit. And, and I was experiencing some anxiety and I didn't know what I was experiencing. Um, and with anxiety came a season of depression. And during that time is when I really dove into journaling. Uh, I, I really drove it, dove into script, scriptures and reading God's word. And, and it was just a time of, I feel like it was really a time of transformation to stretch outside of my comfort zone. I was always, like you said, comfortable with being comfortable. And I didn't want to be uncomfortable, but it was a time I felt stretched because I had never felt like this before. 
and, and I was really battling um, some challenging feelings there. And I know many people have experienced that and are experiencing that as well. So during that time is when my journaling started. So as I, as I, continued, to, as I continued to work through that, um, just diving into the scriptures, reading the word, reading God's word, and then going through these times, now getting this role as an assistant principal, jotting down different leadership things. And as I spent so much time in the Bible, I just saw everything that's happening in my leadership connecting back to the Bible. Like when you talk about David, you talk about Saul, you talk about Joseph, you talk about Paul, all the different things that they've gone through as leaders. So what it's really about is you see these leaders in the Bible who, when they're walking alongside with God, they're thriving. Um, They can do anything. Moses um, was extremely humble, but he would often go to God and be like, you're sending me? You can't send me. And God looks at him and says, who gave man his mouth? So God gives him this confidence, like I'm sending you out there. And it's just really filled with the, the books, really filled with those stories where it starts with a scripture, it goes into a personal story, and then it brings it back and really ties it into that scripture. And of course, then we have Jesus, the greatest leader of all, and just seeing how he handled things. Even when um, he was experiencing death on the cross, he didn't, he didn't respond to the critics the way he was a servant leader. And just really, really tying into the scriptures and seeing that encouragement that I've received um, from the Bible, knowing like I can't. During that time when I was really struggling with that anxiety, I I felt like I, I can't do anything. And it was just this being strengthened through my weakness. And I think that's what you see so often in the Bible, realizing we can do nothing apart from God and just how much he strengthens us through those weaknesses. Wow. Powerful stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That the, A lot of those why not me moments, right? Those mm-hmm. moments of people getting out of their comfort, comfort zone mm-hmm. um, just everywhere. And, you know, this had to be getting out of comfort zone for you because obviously when you are when you're promoting something like this in a faith based yeah. realm and, and it's related to education, yeah. that's something that's not always done. Yeah. Right. So that yeah. had to be a challenge for you. And I have to applaud, you know, Jimmy and yeah. Jeff for yeah. for taking on that, you know, to taking that on and 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 not being afraid to to share what was important to you in your story. I had imagined you had to kind of battle a little bit of that anxiety and a little bit of that yeah. imposter syndrome yeah. along the way as you're writing yeah. the book and, and it's coming out because then, yeah. you know, it's not something that everybody out there completely yeah. believes in. Yep. No. And that's exactly right. And that's why when I met with Jimmy and Jeff and I'm, I'm sharing my vision in the back of my head, I'm really hesitant. I'm like, now nah, this, they're all, they're full blown education world. And, but as we talked, I started, I, I didn't know if I'd ever meet with them again. So I'm going to use this as a learning opportunity. So I said, Hey, what, what advice do you have for me? And they said, when, when they look at books, what's different about them? A lot of people are trying to get books out there. The leadership market's flooded. What's different about it? And I think that's part of what they that caught their eye. It's there's something different about it. Um, so yes, there's definitely that hesitancy where when you think, why not me? But then you also think, why me? Like, why me? Why? Why is it me that should be able to share this message? So you you still battle that, and I'm still battling this now. As people are starting to buy the book, I'm like, oh no! Now they're going to they're going to read it, and and I share some of those stories. Like I talk about that that season of anxiety. I I share that story in there, and I tie it into scripture. Um, but part of what I really want to do, and and I hope it's what Jimmy and Jeff and Connect Ed took away from it, is really connect with people, understanding like humility and, and being vulnerable and opening it up. And, and I think that's just so important in the culture of a school or an organization or in your family. 
being able to be open and being able to be vulnerable and and being honest with each other and then walking alongside each other as, as we all run our races. We're all running our different races. I like to picture a race. You know, when you're running a race and there's people on the side cheering for you to help you along the way. And that's what we're all doing for each other. Absolutely. And we're accepting each other's differences. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the whole idea of equity. You know, let's mm -hmm. not leave out religion. You mm -hmm. know, we talk a lot about race. We talk a lot mm -hmm. about gender. We talk mm -hmm. about all those things, but let's not leave out religion. And, and I yeah. think that I applaud you for taking that step. I was telling you before on the pre-show, I said it was so interesting to me. You know, I am someone who is also a, a faith believer mm -hmm. and I'm also, you know, someone who believes in everything you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and the title of my book, Unlocking Unlimited Potential, all of a sudden I started to realize that these people were that were reaching out to me and contacting me about the book, they were Christian educators. They yeah. were faith-based leaders. They, they were, you know, in that realm. And I, and I just kind of didn't really realize at that moment until I sat and reflected a little bit and I was just trying to understand it. And even going further, you saw in the pre-video, like I had on this show as well, um, the the real people from the movie Blue Miracle. I don't know if you've seen Blue Miracle on Netflix. If you haven't, you got to see it. Number one, being a faith based educator, yeah. um, you have to see it because it's the story of these these kids in an orphanage in, in Cabo San Lucas in Mexico, and there are these people who work there um, that are trying to help save the orphanage and they join a fishing tournament and it's just kind of like random how they get into it but it's like a, a fishing tournament that happens every year in Cabo San Lucas but because of like a hurricane they didn't have enough people sign up so they were able to have people get in and these kids got sponsored to get in and they went on and won all this money and it's just interesting because throughout the story, there was one person, the teacher that was with them, the, 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 the person who kind of ran the orphanage. And I had him on this podcast and he also was very, very, very faith based. And you heard him in the preview video mm -hmm. talking because he, he, he always, when I talked to him, he's like, well, unlocking unlimited potential. That's interesting. He's like, you know, he had a deep belief in how that came from God and it really opened my mind up. And I was just, all of that reminded me of the importance of where we are in this work in the journey of who we are in our own religion and how important that is to who people become in their career. Yeah, it, it is absolutely amazing. And I know you talked about when your book came out, just the connections you saw and the people that are reaching out to you, the people that started to follow you just those connections that we make when we put a little piece of ourselves out there. Part of it is a, a part of it is branding. Like, hey, how can I connect with this person? And I know. So you start to get these followers. And, and one of the first things you see, like assistant principal or Christ follower, assistant principal. So I start to see this common trend. And one day I received a voicemail and it was a it was a random voicemail from a gentleman in Minnesota who had saw something I tweeted and just left a voicemail that said, hey, you're making a difference like keep it coming. And I, I sort of paused there for a second. I was like, wow. And so I really appreciate you. And I appreciate you allowing people to share their stories on here because stories connect with other stories and create different opportunities for people. Absolutely. And the one thing that's always amazing to me is that 
you look at somebody and you do not know their story just by looking at them. And I think it's important for educators. I think it's important for everybody. I think it's important for every human out there. Until you know their story, you really can't decide where you're going with your life connected to them, in my opinion. So yeah. I love that that whole idea. I love this idea. I'm I'm looking forward to grabbing my copy of this book. Um, hoping I can get a signed copy someday. Maybe hey, we can I even can. meet in person. I would and love so, that. I mean, you're not too far, Pennsylvania. No. I mean, we can make yeah. it work New hey, York. Yep. Listen, it's awesome. But one thing we do on this show, and you've been talking a lot about some amazing educators and we uh, we dedicate this show to somebody who's out there unlocking unlimited potential and all whom they serve. And I know you have someone in mind, um, Tim Glacken, who was your base basketball coach and social studies teacher. So talk a little bit about Tim. Yeah, Tim Glacken. As, I, as I've seen your show and I've heard your show, I, I, I knew this was coming. And as I was reflecting, and it, it's funny, this is a big part of education. You don't always know the impact that someone's having on you when you're a kid. And when you're a teacher, you don't know the impact that you're having on someone else. But as I was reflecting, I just kept coming back to Coach Glacken. And three main things stood, stood above the rest. One, he used to always say, next play when we played basketball. Next play. Because in basketball, you miss a shot, you have a turnover, you foul. Next play. You're ready to move on. As I've gone through life with you know, college and marriage and kids and um, job opportunities, getting denied on some of them, book opportunities, getting denied on some of them. You just have to keep saying in the back of your head, next play, like next play. You just keep going. It's not failure. It's learning. It's growing. Next play. The other thing, I've talked a lot about comfort zone, and I realized how much he stretched us outside of our comfort zone. When we played summer league, every team in the county went to the same summer league in a gym at Hempfield. He took us to another summer league in the city of Coatesville, where we played outdoor against adults. So he was stretching us outside our comfort zone. Here we are, little high schoolers, going to the city of Coatesville, where we're playing outdoors against grown men. And it was just stretching us outside our comfort zone. And then when we would play during the season, before we would head into games, he would write Coatesville on the whiteboard. Like, hey, we've already stretched outside our comfort zone. We're going to be just fine here. And just the growth we saw from stretching outside of our comfort zone. The third piece that I've realized from him, if you think of a continuum of love and accountability, he held me right in the middle with love and accountability. I remember my summer league or team camp. I was eighth grade going into ninth grade and he saw the potential in me and he was, he was watching me play at the team camp. And I remember he jumped on me for not getting back on defense. Like he let me have it, but that sent the tone. He knew he knew how to lead me, how to challenge me, how to get the, that unlimited potential out of me. So he set the tone right away. And, but he loved me. And he, loved, he would tell me he loved me. So he would push me really hard, and he loved me. So when I think of that continuum, it was right there. So if I summarize it, next play, he stretched us outside of our comfort zone. Um, and he loved us, but he held us accountable. And, and that's the impact I want to leave on people, and that's the impact that I think um, many leaders, many teachers have one others, and it can certainly bring out the talents and gifts and unlimited potential in so many. Shout out to Tim Glacken for bringing all that to fruition. I'm sure he'd be pretty proud to hear that reflection because that was pretty amazing. You, you make me think of the book that I'm reading right now by Ed Milet, The, the Power of One More. Um, just the whole idea is around that, that concept. If I can have 
you know, one more, if I can do one more rep, if I can do one more call, if I can do one more session of writing, if I can do one more podcast, you know, whatever it is, just, just that one more, just always pushing yourself to find that one more, that next play. I love that connection. So listen, you got a lot of great things going on right now, but before we dive into that, just really quickly, one thing I do towards the end of this show is I ask people to finish my sentence. So (laughs) unlocking unlimited potential means. It means being humble enough to recognize without God, we can do nothing, but in him, we can do all things. And that is stepping out of our doubts, stepping out of our fears, stepping out of our comfort zones into our calling to maximize our talents and gifts in order to maximize the talents and gifts of others. Amen to that, brother. Well done. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, we are definitely, definitely empowered by a higher power. And I think it's important for all of us to look in the mirror and find out what that higher power is for us um, because it's different for everybody, you know, but I think that's important that you're, that you're connecting in that way. And I really appreciate you taking that risk. And I know anybody who grabs your book and has a chance to read it is also going to benefit from that risk that you've taken getting out of that comfort zone and continuing to ask that question. Why not me? I love that. So the book is got, the book is out. So talk a little bit about what's next for you. You got the school year coming up. Obviously, that's most important, I'm sure. But yeah. talk a little bit about what your plan is for the future now that you're a, an author. Yeah, no, that's that's a great question, Brandon. And I think part of it is, you know, we have the book release right now. I'm looking forward to connecting with pe- some people during this time. But really, you know, focusing in and diving into the start of a new school year, beginning my second year is principal Kissel Hill Elementary. So I'm just, I'm so proud of what I get to do. But also a hobby of mine is writing. A hobby of mine is stretching outside my comfort net, comfort zone and speaking. So I am speaking at the PA Leadership Summit coming up in August. And I will be looking for some more opportunities as well as this book comes out and really start to share this message that um, is so close to my heart. And just as I, as I found more of my purpose and my why and connecting with people, looking to connect and grow with others and just looking for some more opportunities as far as writing and speaking. Um, so really, really blessed for these opportunities. And I appreciate you allowing me to share this on your platform. No, I, and I appreciate you joining me. And, uh, you know, it's important to everybody know that the way to contact Zach is all going to be in the show notes. So you can just follow him there. You can follow him at Z Bowermaster on Twitter. Um, is that the, the platform you prefer that you're yeah. using mostly right now? Yep. Right now, Twitter's my use, my, my most used platform. Also have Instagram and Facebook as well. If you want to find me there, but, um, most visible on Twitter right now. Listen, Twitter's where it's at for educators. I mean, yeah. t- Twitter's a game changer for, yeah. for me. I think Twitter actually saved my entire career yeah. in terms of teaching when I was during the pandemic. For some reason, just turned to Twitter and yeah. found comfort in knowing that I was not alone and yeah. dealing with all the yeah. craziness. Uh, yeah. and, there, there's and that, that there's that empathy piece. And I know when yeah. I first when I first got on Twitter, I was throwing darts. I was trying to say what I thought people wanted to hear, tagging people to try to get it out there. And it would hit or miss. But then, you, like you said, you start to get grounded in your why, your purpose. You start to see who the audience is and really get connected with people when you're your authentic self. And I, I think that's when I started to see some growth in my platform, when I'm being my authentic self, like BU, some of the videos I had on there, just some of the quotes from my wife, just that real life stuff that, that people can connect with. So I've enjoyed interacting with people there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Be you on yeah. social media. That is a great, great way mm-hmm. to end this mm-hmm. show. Listen, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a very busy person and I know you're excited about the book launch. And if anybody hasn't had a chance to check out Zach's book, you can get grab the link, which is also in the show notes as well. So Zach, I appreciate you taking the time today. I want to thank you for that. Thank you, Brandon. Um, Really appreciate the time. Really appreciate getting to connect with you. It's finally great to meet and look forward to hopefully connecting face-to-face in person. Absolutely. And to all our listeners out there, if you have not signed up for the Something For You newsletter, what are you waiting for? Head on over to brandonbeckedu.com. The Something For You newsletter was a crazy idea that I came up with a, a while ago, and I decided that I was going to provide educators with helpful tips and resources that are free. On the 1st and 15th of every month, it hits your inbox. There is tons of great stuff. Check out this month's issue as well as the next month's. And if you want to find other issues, just shoot me an email. I'll send it to you. So I appreciate you for checking that out in advance. Jump on that and share the journey. And for all of you that are out there, please remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. And I hope you all continue to educate with passion. Have an amazing day, everybody.